Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Sunday, January 9th, and we are back live again at noon on a Sunday. I, we didn't really time that to be like that, but that was perfect timing to get it on right <laughs> at noon. Um, do you like that intro, Richie? Yeah, it's a pretty good work by our uh, new, new guy on the team. Uh, I'm pretty impressed with that, man. Yeah, Sean put that together. Shout out Sean Lawson. Uh, he ran a half marathon yesterday at Disney, so shout out him for that too. That seems like more than... I did this weekend, but um, really good stuff there. It's got like the bar vibe, the, like the sports bar vibe. I like it. A little music there. Um, good stuff. Um, we have an exciting episode today. We'll kind of jump right into it. Uh, we're going to talk a bunch of transfers, a bunch of portal, um, as well as some recruiting, some guys announcing that they're coming back. Uh, basketball had a big win yesterday. We celebrated an anniversary this week. Um, so a lot to get to. Um, but let's jump right into it. Well, okay. I'll, I'll be, I'll, I won't be so rude. How was your weekend? What'd you do yesterday? Are you recovered from the Rona? Like what's going on over here? Yeah, I've, I've been fine really since, uh, Monday or Tuesday, but tested positive again, Wednesday, but got the call from employee health. I'm officially out of COVID protocol as of today. Let's go. Uh, so I'll be back at work tomorrow for the first time since the 29th, I think that, which was not planned. But yeah, feeling good, uh, ready for this Bucks game at 425. Hopefully the Bucks win, Rams lose. I'd love to get the number two seed in the NFC. Uh, but a lot of uh, meaningful football, a lot of really good games today. I'm excited to, to watch the NFL. There are really, really good games on. Um, you know, there. I feel like this is one of the years where like it, most things are decided as far as like who's in. But that wasn't the case like up till like last week. Like we really went through like 16 weeks of the NFL season and there was still a lot that was undecided. There are a couple teams that could still like sneak in here at the end. Uh, I think the NFC is down to two teams, right? The Saints and yeah. Niners. Niners. Um, but there's like six teams in the hunt in the AFC. Yeah, the AFC is wild. So, yeah, the NFL is going to be great today. That's why we did this at noon so that we'd be done with it by the time that uh, – <laughs> that all that kicked off because it's gonna be a fun, fun. It's gonna be a fun red zone day. Like I'll tell you that. Like red zone's gonna be on fire today. Um, and I will probably for the four o'clock games, I'll probably go outside so that I can watch red zone and the Bucks um, at the same time because like I don't want to miss that. So well, and I do expect to, I, not to go so far into the Bucks, and we'll get to the Knowles and you know what we came for. But I, I don't think the Bucks game will I be that competitive. Like I think they'll kind of run away with it. You know. The Jets are a team that's kind of on the rise, but Carolina's really bad. So I, I do think the Bucks kind of got their wake up call last week, and, and they'll be a little bit better. But yeah, I know so what you're going to say. The nine? They're going to cover the nine points. I think so. I think they yeah. do. I got them covering the nine. Um. Anyway, all right. Double fries, no slaw. Brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. You can visit both their locations at 1818 West Tennessee Street and 2550 North Monroe. Tell them that Double Fries, no slaw since you make sure you throw out that coleslaw and uh, enjoy that gut box. Again, I'm going to be up in Tallahassee in like three weeks and I can't even have the can't even have the gut box. So uh, thanks to Whole30. But I'm one weekend and feeling great. So not dying just yet. Um, we are going to get right into it. We've got some different news that we want to talk about, some different things. Um, I just added to the show Dane Draper. Dane covers recruiting for us, has been with us for what eight, nine, ten days, uh, right around the first of the year. Dane is a student at TCC, will be enrolling at FSU in the fall, right? Or in the summer? Fall? Yeah, um, I guess in the fall, yeah. 
Um, so Dane has done a lot of work, like I said, in recruiting for us, some scoop stuff, some, uh, some update stuff, but, uh, man, you, you really have impressed me being here 10 days in You're you're well, you know what? Like actually before I brag on you, Dane told us off air that he has not never had Guthrie student in Tallahassee. Like I just got to call him out for that, bro. Like oh. there's no way you're not going to get called out today. Um, that needs to change by homework the next assignment time. before the next one, right? Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, but outside of that, Dane has done a great job with the Jared Verse news. Obviously, Jared Verse, um, highly sought after defensive end transfer from Albany, Georgia, committed to the Knolls over the weekend or on uh, Friday night. So just before the weekend, um, Dane interviewed Jared several times before and then, you know, minutes before his announcement. So Dane, talk to us about um, – let's just kind of go through not only his commitment, which came on uh, Friday night, and obviously something Knowles fans were freaking out about, good, bad, and every other way. But um, talk to us about just your relationship with Jared, what kind of kid you really feel like he is, um, your interactions with him. Uh, let's start there. Yeah, um, right when he entered the portal, and I guess it was November 30th, I reached out to him immediately, and not a lot of guys – I guess, respond, especially transfers. The older guys are kind of over with all that recruiting stuff. But um, but he responded to me and uh, talked to him, got an interview, and that was really cool. He's obviously just a really mature – he's really well-spoken. He's a really mature guy, though. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm – other outlets have said this too, but he's really responsive and uh, he's a great guy. But he's also a fantastic player, so. Yeah which is what we're certainly most excited about. He was, he was really, really responsive until about this week, right? And then he became pretty non-responsive, not only with you, but uh, with different staffs around the country, with every other kind of media outlet. He really seemed like he took the last week um, to, to really kind of like keep to himself, um, mull over his decision. He had, I mean, offers from everywhere, all big three, you know, Florida, Florida State, Miami, you know, Tennessee was very heavy, um, uh, you know, USC, Oklahoma. I mean, just had offers from massive, massive programs and big schools. Um, so he was kind of quiet for a while. But then on Friday night, he announced he called you before he announced. And did he call you or just text you first? Did he just, you know, like. No, I, yeah, I had heard from him since Monday night. We just chatted back and forth that night. And um, and I texted him, you know, a couple days, like probably three times since then, just trying to get on the phone with him like everyone else was, I guess. But, uh, yeah, just out of nowhere, Friday night, he called me and, um, no, what'd you think when your, what'd you think when your phone was ringing, it was him. Did you know immediately like he was taking us or cause he had no. told you before for, for a little context, he had told you before he would let, um, you know, before he committed and you and I had both talked about like, ah, Willie, really? Like, is he just saying yeah. that? <laughs> um, but yeah, he told yeah, he told me he uh, would tell me first, and that was pretty interesting to me. We just, like, kind of hit it off, I guess. I don't know. But, um, uh, yeah, he told me that he would tell me first, like, a week and a half ago, maybe. And I didn't think that he would hold up on, you know, that. But, uh, yeah, I was just laying in bed, and my phone started ringing. I check it, you know, I think it's probably, like, my mom or something. I don't know. And it's him, <laughs> and I just started freaking out, kind of. I don't know. But... Yeah, that was interesting, and he, he kind of messed with me a little bit at first, and he kind of like, I don't know, like he teased it a little bit. It was interesting. 
<laughs> but it was really fun. It was great. I was excited. Um, what, what kind of, what is, you know, talk to us a little bit about his skill set. I mean, obviously Florida state had two great, great um, defensive ends last year with Johnson and Thomas, but um, we've got a comment here from William, William that, you know, he looks better than Jermaine Johnson, in his opinion. I might be slandered around these parts. Jermaine Johnson is an absolute legend, but I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Uh, talk to us a little bit about what Florida State's getting in uh, in this commitment. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely got that high NFL upside that Jermaine has for sure. He's a freak athlete, 6'4", 250 right now. He's still young. He's only played in college for two years. He's already been really productive on top of having those great physical traits. Um, I mean, talking about his highlights, you see him running down All-American Sean Tucker from behind in the open field. That's crazy. He's um, battling through double teams against North Dakota State, who's got, I think, two um, like draftable tackles right now. And that's pretty crazy. So maybe he is. Who knows? But I, that's, you know, I wouldn't go projecting that. <laughs> that's a lot to live up to. Richie, yeah. sorry. Yeah, obviously, you know, uh, TJ hit on it. Having Keir Thomas and Jermaine Johnson was was a really big deal for Florida State this year, but also played a pretty big role in verse. Um, just talking with him and uh, hearing him talk highly about them. Does he even come to Florida State if we don't have the Keir Thomas and Jermaine Johnson selling point? Because it seemed like that played a huge role in, in his decision here. Yeah, he said that himself, um, that that was the biggest pro for him, right? Um was that that selling point? That's what a lot of other schools have. They have that those past accolades in production, those past NFL players to point to. That's what we have, you know, DBU and all that. You know, we recruit so well there. But having that uh, star with Keir and, and Jermaine, I think that can pay dividends in the future, and it already is. Yeah, and it's just, you know, I, I don't – did he talk to you a little bit about um, were they – was – and, and I'm just kind of assuming here that it, it wasn't maybe just one thing, but I assume that, you know, the relationships that he had built, he spent more time on FSU's campus than he did Tennessee, which is where people also thought he was potentially heavy toward. Um, would you say that it was more, but would you guess, or did he even tell you like, was what put FSU over the top? Uh, was it what they had done with Jermaine and Kier, you know, and, and what they could kind of point to, uh, with the success of those guys, like, would you say that was the biggest difference between, you know, what FSU could offer in a place like Tennessee? Probably because uh, he talked about how he had a great relationship with a lot of coaches, but he talked about the biggest pros for him. And he said the biggest thing for him was here in Jermaine. You know, that's something that we have that other schools didn't is two guys that come from a similar situation as him just a year ago and come and plug and play in our, you know, much more productive than they were at the recent or previous spot. So yeah, that's a big deal. Um, not the only, uh, you know, not to overshadow another guy, and we're obviously super excited for uh, for Jared. But another transfer that Florida State picked up earlier in the week, and it's you know, you know, how Florida State fans are, you know, we've almost forgotten about Verse at this point. It's on to the next guy that we'll talk about here in just a minute. But uh, you know. Florida State picked up another really, really big commitment um, from Tatum Bethune, linebacker from UCF. Uh, we talked about him uh, last Sunday. I believe he committed on Tuesday, if I remember correctly. Um, Tuesday afternoon, yeah, slash evening. Um, I was trying to rush to get our video out that we had done 
talking about him last week, Richie. Um, picked up a commitment from Tatum Bethune, linebacker from UCF. Um, thoughts on what FSU's getting there? You know, beat out. Uh, Miami was in on that. You know, people uh, suggested other schools, Auburn. But uh, ties with, like we said last week, ties with a couple of FSU staffers and coaches. And uh, what's FSU getting there in the linebacker room? Yeah, I think they're getting a starter. Um, I don't think he's uh, probably an all-conference player, but we lack definitely depth of linebacker, but also outside of Kalen Deloach, just overall talent production, I guess. And I think he can step in and start opposite of opposite of Deloach at you know, whether it's Will or middle linebacker spot. Yeah. Yeah, excited for him. I think he raises both the uh... – Floor and the ceiling. I don't know that you just picked up the next shade tree. Uh, I'd love to be wrong on that. But uh, I do think that, you know, he helps a ton. Um, all right, last one, then we'll get you out of here. I appreciate you for hanging out a few minutes. It's I think it's Dane underscore Draper. I just remember that because I've typed it so many times over the last few weeks. But Dane underscore Draper on Twitter. Go give Dane a follow. Again, doing a lot of recruiting in, info for us here at Double Fries No Slaw. Um, all right, there's a potential out there. There's been some uh, – some allusion to it. Some, uh, I think Sonone dropped a crystal ball. Some idiot on some idiots on Twitter dropped bat signals or whatever they do or innuendos. Uh, Winston Wright Jr., uh, wide receiver transfer from West Virginia. Uh, potential, uh, some potential there, some smoke there that, well, he's on campus right now, but some smoke there that he may commit soon. So I guess there is definitely smoke. It's not just smoke. Maybe there's some fire as well, but, um, Thoughts on him. He, you know, we've already taken what three wide receiver transfers. Um, tried to get Taj Harris, but uh, that didn't work out due to grades. But thoughts on Winston Wright Jr. Yeah, I think even if they don't land him, I think it's still encouraging that they're willing to look for another guy, a fourth guy that's proven and productive. Um, I think that's a promising thing. But if we do land him, I think he's a freak athlete. He's probably he might be the best athlete on the team. Um, day one and uh and he's proven um yeah i know richie can talk about that too he the last two years around 1200 yards um receiving that's pretty cool it's something we don't have yeah no his production is off the chart shout out mike ferguson who also writes for us he put in our little chat um you know i believe our leading receiver last year had less than 400 yards and so getting a guy and a lot of that was you know pretty big chunk plays here and there um no shot to our guys, but uh, you get a lot more production, you know, if Florida State can pick him up. Uh, Richie, excuse me, how are you feeling on that one? You putting in yeah, I mean, if, crystal if, ball? If, yeah, if, if, not that anyone cares about my crystal ball, but, I mean, it's it's encouraging because, again, this wide receiver room has not been good outside of Tamari and Terry the past few years. They just don't have the talent that they need uh, outside to compete in the ACC, and it's kind of held Jordan Travis back a little bit, in my opinion. So I think getting, you know, Deuce Spin, Johnny Wilson, uh, Micah Pittman, and if you can add Winston Wright to that as well, that's that's a haul that that could be your top four receivers next year, all transfers. I'm going to be very intrigued uh, heading into spring to see which Florida State players enter the transfer portal because I think Mike's sending a message that, you know, hey, we're, we're, we need to upgrade our talent in certain places. And he clearly identified the wide receiver room as the spot. And to get – this would be, like you said, TJ, the fourth one they bring in, all of them – 
could potentially be your top four receivers next year. So it's it's a great job by Mike Norvell in the portal this year. Yeah, and it's going to push guys like McLean and Wilson and those guys that are there yeah. now to bust it to get where they need to be to get into that rotation. You know, I, I don't know that any of those guys that come in – well, um, right, Wood. I don't know that any of those guys come in and just are immediate – start, but like – there's a very good chance that they would be right. And it's going to push yeah. the guys behind them and, you know, raise the ceiling um, for sure. Right. Like raise the ceiling and the floor, right. Like they're, they're guys that, you know, are not, no, nobody's coming in as a true number one, right. Probably is the closest thing to that, but you know, it's, it just raises the talent of the room immensely. And you're exactly right. You know, Jordan Travis has taken massive leaps and bounds, but as a guy that was primarily run first, um, and has so much developed as a passer and um, made massive plays with his arm. I mean, he's out there throwing to the worst, you know, like David Hale ranked it, the worst wide receiver room in the, in the conference, you know? And um, so you improve that. And how much better does Jordan Travis look? How, how much less does he have to do with his legs? How many less take hits does he take? And so that's the biggest thing to me. Um, you know, and like I said, you you want to temper expectations. You want to be reasonable. Um, but I mean, I booked my tickets to Charlotte last night. You know, like I I feel really good, and you know, I'm ready to beat somebody in the ACC championship. So, anyway, uh, Richie, do you have anything else for Dane? Dane, do you have any other thoughts? Anything? Um, well, yeah, um, I think with Winston Wright too. I haven't talked to him personally, but I think this is a could be a good one for uh, Kenyatta Watson. He didn't do a lot. Well, I don't know. Um, I don't think he – there's a lot of guys that have his name tied to him uh, that we pulled in the 22 class. Um, and he's done a lot for us for later classes. But I think this is a guy that, you know, maybe he was a big factor in his recruitment here, being from Savannah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, yeah. No. Shout out Kenyatta. Um was on the spaces the other day. Um, my man's working. My man's getting stuff done. So, um, do you? If you had a crystal ball, would you, what? What can we do? I, I'm not trying to be like everybody else. I'm not trying to be like the, you know, two four seven or people that also like try to put in predictions, and call it something corny or whatever. But what would ours even be? Like what would we call it? Crystal slaw. See, like that goes against the show. Crystal slaw sounds nugget. good. Yeah. Golden nugget. The golden tender and the golden nugget. Golden nugget. All right, we got to think on that. I'm yeah, not, we'll, we're not setting we'll that up, but I like that idea. Yeah. <laughs> the golden sauce. The golden <laughs> magic sauce. Secret yeah. sauce. Yeah. Right. Something. We'll figure it out. The golden toast. I don't know. Um, Dane, if you had a crystal nugget, uh, we can put it in for FSU here. <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah. All right. Being on we're campus here. Sure. Yeah. Um, let me ask this though: Has he visited anywhere else? Do you know that, or is FSU no. just like kind of first on him? Like, are they just kind of crushing the fact that they're they're first on a lot of these kids? I don't know. I don't know if anyone knows that. Um, I haven't heard anything on that. I haven't spoken to him personally. Gotcha. Yeah. That's that would be an interesting one to me. Is like, uh, you know, Josh said this the other day on the spaces that, you know, Florida State staff has just been relentless with transfers. Just absolutely. Um, Man, I don't know if they ever sleep. So, um, all right, Rich, you got anything else? Dane, you got anything else before we kick you out of here? Good. All right. Go follow Dane, Dane underscore Draper on Twitter. Um, we might have 
might hopefully Dane's writing another article soon about uh, right committing. So uh, get that part, get that pre write up, bro. I'm feeling good. About gotcha. it. If, if it doesn't happen, just change the name and the measurables for the next kid. <laughs> <laughs> Dane, thanks for hanging out, man. You have a good Sunday. Um, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you guys. You too. Appreciate you. Thanks buddy. Thanks Dane. Um, man, be massive. Florida State, uh, you know, the best part is like Florida keeps dry. I talked about this, I think, last week, but Florida keeps dropping these uh, staff hires. Like they're doing one of the day, very targeted, yeah. so that their fan base can like celebrate and there's some kind of I, I like the marketing behind it, but like just something to celebrate because they've got absolutely nothing else going on. Um, we just get a new commit every day, like that's just our thing. Like, just a new, we just get a new commit or a new transfer or something. Yeah, like, we don't I have we, the, we do have hires. the top. We do have the top rated class in the uh, of portal right now. And, you know, obviously that's, that can be good and bad because ideally you don't have to <laughs> revamp your roster every year through the portal. But again, where Florida State is right now, there's going to be holes in it needs to fill. So we probably have another year or two of, of hitting the portal, hopefully it not having to be this aggressive. But uh, it's I mean, Mike hit it out of the park last year with, with several of the players and it looks like he's doing it again this year. So if he can get things established and stabilized here, that we might be onto something. But again, the with the transfer portal culture, well, it's just different, man. It's it's crazy right now. It's free agency. That's let's call it what it is. And you know, I think Florida State's done pretty well in it so far. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that Josh has talked about this and we, we talk a lot about the for anybody that's on Facebook or watching on YouTube or whatever. I'm talking a lot about the Twitter spaces that we do around lunchtime, Monday through Friday, me and Josh Newberg of Knowles 247. And he's talked about this, like, you know, your, your portal, you know, would you rather take a developmental guy who is going to take two or three years to, to be what you need to be, or take another wide receiver that's got two years of experience, even if his production isn't super high, like some of the guys that we've talked about or some of the guys that we've taken, I still, you know, would you rather take a guy that's got college football, power five experience or, would you rather take a trans or a, a, a three-star recruit that will be good in a couple of years? I, I don't know. I think the answer to that is you'd rather take the transfer, and you're seeing Florida State do that. Now, I will agree. Long-term, I don't think you want to build your program through the transfer portal. You want to find spot pieces that can make an impact. Several teams have done that. I mean, Joe Burrow was a transfer, right? Like, you can take transfers that that make massive impacts. But Look, look it, what I, Alabama's doing in the portal. Yeah, I, you know, but – the base of a team is is the is going to be uh, recruiting and Florida State. Florida State's recruiting improved this year. Um, feels like it took a hit because of the way it ended on signing day on early signing day. But Florida State's recruiting improved this year from last year. It needs to take another step forward this year. Florida State needs to, you know, and we talk about it. You've got to win to do that. But Florida State needs to get to seven or eight wins, probably eight, um, and then. Uh, kind of go from there, you know, improve, improve that class, get that up to, uh, I mean, it needs to be top 10 next year. I mean, that's just, yeah. that just, you know, kind of is what it is. Um, get to top 10 next year and then uh, go forward. Uh, but if they can do that, they obviously can sell, you know, Mike Norvell can sell the transfer portal. He can sell the success that guys have seen. If we continue to hit there. I think it'd be kind of good news for FSU going forward. Um do you want to – so we've been on for about 23 minutes, 12, 24. I think we have time for it. You want to talk about the uh, a port, a little portal recap? You want to go through that real quick and kind of give everybody where we are as far as the transfer portal goes with our number one class right now? 
Yeah, so with uh, obviously we just talked a, a good bit about the Jared Verse pickup. Um, you know, he's joining Greedy Vance, defensive back from Louisville, uh, Tatum Bethune, the linebacker from UCF we spoke about. Then we got some big guys in here. Caden Lyles, Wisconsin offensive line transfer. Bless Harris from Lamar. He was looking at UCF ends up at Florida State. And then the receivers, Micah Pittman from Oregon, Johnny Wilson from Arizona State, Deuce Span from Illinois, and uh, potentially one more. It, it may be before we end the show here, but uh, I saw uh, Blostein just drop a crystal ball as well for a right. So or that's two, two of two. them now yeah. from the uh, two for seven guys. But and yeah, Dave this- dropped his, you dropped yours, I dropped mine. We're up to five right now. <laughs> But yeah, it, it, again, we, we don't want this to be an annual thing, but that's a pretty nice haul from the transfer portal. And most of those guys had other options um, of quality power five programs. So it's not that Mike Norvell just went and picked the best player from, you know, group of five team that none of the power five guys wanted. All these guys really had pretty good offers, uh, offer lists out there. So again, just a, we did not close on national signing day we, the way we wanted to that high school class. Um, while it had a nice ranking, it was not complete by any means. And it's good to see us going to the portal and, and trying to address uh, where we whiffed on signing day. So, again, it just you know, speaks volumes of Mike Norvell and his relentless work that, you know, everyone who, who will speak tells us about. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, excited to see it. Excited to see it come to fruition. All right, talking a little high school recruiting, uh, four-star wide receiver Kevin Coleman. That saga kind of came to an end in an interesting fashion. Um, yeah. Very, very much expected, despite a report from Steve Whitfong earlier this week. Um, I guess his report was kind of accurate, just saying that he didn't know yeah. if Miami was such a lock uh, because of uh, the OC situation down there in Miami. Yeah. Um, well, he was right on the fact that uh, Miami wasn't the lock that folks thought it was. Not right in the fact that he thought Florida State was second um, because it looks like uh, – Dion pulled another one. Yeah, primetime picks um, (laughs) up a wide receiver commit from Kevin Coleman. Um, Miami was certainly the favorite going into the day. Ended up obviously not landing him. But uh, Jackson State gets it. Um, What are your thoughts on uh, old Dion picking up another one? Feels better than it was. I mean, it kind of was us, but it feels better than it was us, right? So, so I kind of stopped following the Kevin Coleman recruitment a couple of weeks ago, basically when Berg said, guys, move on. He's not coming to Florida State, right? Um, so, uh, and I don't did not watch the uh, the live announcement, but so seeing the video, I just imagine Miami fans on their couch, when they see that Jackson State hat, be like, he's got to be messing with us, right? There, there's yeah. no way. And then uh, it was hilarious because like the guy, uh, um, the announcer is trying to, Tell a guy to hurry up. Like, Kevin, pick a school. Pick a school, man. We're, we're yeah, because they're on like time television. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he grabs the Jackson State hat and it even says, you know, I'm, I'm going to play for prime time. So great pickup for, for Dion. Again, it, this one stings much less because the insiders have told us that he was not going to be a null for a while. Um, and to see Miami fans that they were they were lining this thing up on Twitter right the day before, but like tomorrow's gonna be a great day. They they could not wait. They assumed he had already signed the letter of intent, uh, which several people assumed he had already done that. And then they end up at Jackson State. Dion pulls it off again. Um, all the guys at Barstool were going nuts on Twitter again. Don't tell me they're not paying him again. That's fine. Let, let them get paid. But man, it's it's quite the uh, haul for Dion, and uh, he will join Malachi Weidman a former Florida state <laughs> recruit in that receiving core. Oh. Yeah, I would hate to be a defensive back in the swack because with, between Hunter Coleman and Weidman, they, they're going to be a problem. 
I got the Rattlers beating them this year. Just to let you know. Let's go. No, I, I wish, <laughs> uh, I hope that, uh, I'd love for that to be a game. Um, I don't know when they play. I don't know if it's in Tallahassee or not, but if they so play they in Miami, the week we were in LSU or playing against LSU, they're playing. Oh, well, I'm definitely not going there. Yeah. So, well, that would have been, been a fun one to go to, though, for sure. I was going to say, if they played like the noon game and, you know, we had like an eight or I would go to both. Like, I'd go to both. Yeah. Like, that'd be fun to go to both games and wear. Uh, I don't know if I could wear orange and green, but I'd cheer for Fabio. Um, the f- so, first yeah. fun fact first college game that I ever attended was at FAMU. My, um, I think it was my junior year because they had never come to Tallahassee when I was in school, and uh, I went there wearing my uh, green and orange, and it was it was fun though. It was, it was a college game day at FAMU. Yeah, so it was one of the ones, one of the off weeks where they just pick you know a random school. Um, so they had picked FAMU, and I forget what was going on exactly, but yeah, they were at Fame. FAMU. So the first college game day I attended was in Tallahassee, but not epic. at Florida State. My first game day was um, 2012 Clemson. Um, yeah. so that was a ton of fun. We, we had driven up with Karen. I drove up and, uh, I'd, I'd been to other games before, but that was the first game day. Uh, cause we didn't have a lot of game days before that. Now, I think that was one of the first ones in a long we time. We didn't host when I was in school. We did not host. Yeah, I was going to say that was, one of the, was one of the like, first game days in a while. Yeah. I went um, to FAMU and then I went to one at, um, UF on Tebow senior day when Florida state was playing, but those are only two game yeah. days I went to. Then I've probably been to, you know, Oklahoma, Clemson, uh, several ones since then. Yeah. Oh, the Oklahoma one was the year before. That's right. Um, but, uh, yeah. So the Clemson one, we went up to that. That was a fun one. That, that game was a ton yeah. of fun and game day was obviously really cool. And so anyway, looking forward to having more game days soon. Let's get one this year. Let's get the, yes. let's get I was trying to think, like, man, who do we play good at the end of the year? But then it's like Florida, and you know they'll be terrible again. So, yeah. um, all right, a uh, couple of announcements of guys coming back. Um, Leonard Warner announced, as well as Jamie Robinson. Um, both both guys excited to have back. Obviously, Robinson. There was a ton of speculation on whether or not he would enter the draft when he put up the uh, NFL. Uh, background on his profile, <laughs> like header. Gosh, can't think of the name. Uh, a lot of people thought he was going to the NFL, um, but glad that he's back. He shined and flashed at times last year. Um, a defensive back rotation that has improved with, like you said, Greedy Vance, Sam McCall, different guys that they've added in the uh, recruiting and transfer portal ranks. And then just guys getting better, you know, young guys that flashed last year continuing to improve. Um, I think FSU fans, I mean, Josh has talked about this again on the spaces, but I think FSU fans think that our, you know, it is DBU again. Like we just, we're, you know, the secondary is just, you know, untouchable or whatever. I don't know that that's quite the truth, but I do think that that's a, that's a group that I'm very, very excited to, to see next year. And, and one that I think will be pretty good. Yeah, you know, Leonard Warner obviously sidelined with injury this year, so uh, interesting to see him coming back. Obviously, I think the coaches welcomed him back. Otherwise, they probably encourage a guy that's been around that long to to go ahead and move along to to the next stop. Uh, so bringing him back tells me that the coaches did want him. But Jamie Robinson, like you said, that's the big one. He he could have gone to the NFL. He was was he first or second team All ACC, but. Uh, I think it was first team at safety. Um, so to get yeah, him back, he, he definitely would have been, you know, probably a mid round pick, but again, uh, he's uh, outstanding against the run. I think he had like 18 tackles against Florida. Um, the guy's just all over the field, a huge fan of, of him and the way he plays and excited to get him back because 
like you mentioned, we're bringing in some younger guys, Sam McCall and Grudy Vance to transfer. Um, but having a guy like Jamie Robinson, who's, you know, done it in the SEC and now in the ACC coming back, that, I think that's big. Uh, so really excited to get both those guys back. Yeah, there's some uh... – I'll just say that there's 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 more people coming back too. So there's there's been other questions about you know people coming back or not coming back and not not about to ruin a moment or anything like that. But I wouldn't be shocked if 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 we get an announcement uh, this week on uh, on others that folks have questioned. So um, I love it, man. Run it back is what I have to say. Uh, all right, we celebrated an anniversary this week. One six twenty thirteen twenty fourteen. Sheesh, who made this outline? 1-6-2014, eight years ago. It feels like it was yesterday. It also feels like it was a couple of decades ago. Uh, we were both in Pasadena, right? I think you were out there. I've seen pictures and stuff. Um, didn't know each other, but we were both out in Pasadena for the national championship. Florida State beats Auburn 34-31. to Obviously, we, uh, you know, we enjoy the Woken tweet, right, that, you know, that people had talked about. There was another one though. Uh, what was the other one I caught this week? Um, let me see if I can go to my profile real quick and find it. Um, we even had Woken on here to discuss the to discuss the tweet, and you know he doubled down, and backed off of it. Um, oh yeah, Michael Ruiz from uh, Barstool, big or from Levitard. Big, uh, big Miami fan. Damn, Winston looks so slow. LOL. SEC speed is a real thing. At about 10 p.m. Eastern on uh, January 6th, a couple hours later, Jameis was holding up the crystal ball. Held that up pretty well for a guy that was slow. Um, do you, you you never get tired of the old takes that we revisit every year on that day? No, I I, I love it because that, again, that was peak height of you know SEC. Uh, you know, old Miss fans thinking they're special because you know Alabama is, was winning them. Uh, they had won seven straight national or national titles in a row. So for Florida State to be the team to knock it off, but just a, a lot of good ones. You know the. Dan Saleo, FSU read their press clippings over the last thirty days, and Auburn oh, yeah. read also. Um, you know, Big Cat, how many games that FSU had lost in the SEC, three or four. Uh, just a lot of great stuff. SEC, it ain't for everybody. Some guy, Jason Richardson. Uh, a lot of fun ones. But, man, it's – and I wasn't on the timeline during the game. I wasn't overly active on Twitter at the time. So I'm sitting there just watching this game in, in panic the entire time. And then to wake up the next day, and my flight got delayed, so I was stuck there for like three extra days before I could get back to Florida. Um, but to go back and catch up on everything, that, that was a lot of fun. And I love that we continue to do this on a daily or a yearly basis. Uh, so shout out Old Take Exposed for originally getting that thing going for us. Yeah, no, no doubt. He's given us a good uh, a good couple solid ones that we can always go back and <laughs> make sure that we include. Um, all right, cool. Another exciting thing. Um, we are very... Uh, we weren't sure if we were going to get this or not. I'll get it all queued up. Uh, but Florida State beat Louisville last night on the hardwood. Um, really dominated from start to finish. A little shaky to start the, the, the second half. Um, but then as it got into crunch time in the last five or six minutes, pulled away, ended up beating Louisville, what, 70? Was it 77 to 70? 79, 79 to 70? 70, yeah. Yeah. So one by nine, covered the spread for those degenerates out there that care about those kind of things. Um <laughs> But a great win for Florida State hoops. And Richie tweeted, old takes exposed this. Richie tweeted earlier in the week that we're not going to get a basketball minute because we lost the game prior. But uh, 
Old Takes exposed him. He uh, he is going to do one. Best part of the show, Richie Barnes' Basketball Minute. Take it away. It was a forgetful start to the new year for the tribe who trekked their way back to Tobacco Road, taking on the Demon Deacons of Wake Forest Tuesday night at Florence Joel Veteran Memorial Coliseum. That's a mouthful. While it may not have been Sunday Mass, the Knowles were bullied and baptized by the Deeks up and down the floor all night long. After taking an early 11-8 lead, the Knowles fell asleep just at church just like Uncle Joe after a rough Saturday night. This one would never be competitive. Wake rolls 76-54. From there, the Tribe got just what the doctor ordered, a trip back home to the TLC Double C for a conference bout with Louisville. The friendly confines were a welcome sight. And it was none other than Caleb General Mills who took advantage early. The Houston Cougar transfer was on the prowl early and often, dropping a cool 23 points in the first half alone. The Garden Gold would end the first 20 minutes with 50 points, just four shy of their total from Tuesday night. In the second half, it was the Malik Ozzy Osborne and freshman phenom Matthew Cleveland show. Osborne started the half off with a lost art of the mid-range jumper, extending the Noles lead to 12. Chris Max Cardinals would fight and claw their way back in this one until Matthew Cleveland pulled up from Ohio on a three as the shot clock expired late, putting this one away as Leonard Hamilton remains Chris Max's daddy, never losing to the bald-headed bums and staking over in bourbon country. Knowles win 79-77 and turn their sights to a rivalry showdown Miami Tuesday nights. Back to you. Tom. Great stuff. Great stuff. Back to you. Uh, Miami had a big one. That game didn't end until about 10 o'clock last night. So, yeah, I know you were struggling to stay (laughs) up for it, but uh, exciting. And of course, they made us, uh, wouldn't be FSU hoops this year without making us sweat. Shout out Mills, man. Like, Mills was just unbelievable in that first half. Um, You know, he scored 50 in the first half and what, 29 in the second half. You know, obviously the little bit of a drop off there, but he was on fire. And yeah, wins a win, right? Uh, I don't care if they scored 21 in the first half. It had been or second half. It first first it would have. Uh, shout out to Mills, uh, incredible. And then uh, how about? I loved the. Uh, I, I mean, every shot was big, but especially when it was like a three four five three four five point game. Uh, 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 Cleveland shot where he thought he got fouled, so he just kind of like threw it up and it bounced off the back of the rim and went in. And it was like, all right, tonight when when he hit that, I yeah. said it's, it's our night. Like this is this is going down. So um, great great stuff, you know. Um, you know, really exciting to uh, to kind of get that uh, that dub after after the Wake Forest game. And you know, Louisville yeah. is a, a program that has consistently been really, really good. Um, not a, I wouldn't, they're not a bad team this year by any means. I don't yeah. think they're world beaters by any means either. But um, that's a big win for FSU, and hopefully, it's just it, it's the start of something else. It's the start of things kind of um normalizing the team learning to play together mills developing into the the number one guy and, and we can just kind of go from there so you're the basketball guy but it had me obviously it had me last night still excited this morning rambling yeah. about him well, that's that's kind of the caleb mills we thought we were getting right and uh, he's he's been a little you know too patient in my opinion on, on sometimes and last night he kind of just he, he was feeling it too and he, when he hit that one corner three to kind of really get things going that's when he he said, you know, this this is my night. But that was, you know, he's looking like Tony Douglas out there. The way he was just 
that first half offensively, like Xavier Tony Mays, uh, when he had those 30 points in four minutes against Miami, he was just everything he put up was going in. And that's after he missed his, I think, first two or three shots from the field after a really bad night against Wake Forest. Uh, the team needed this one. Wyatt Wilkes came in, hit some big shots. Uh, Nikki McLeod looked really good, uh, you know, in, in his action there, had a nice block that sprung a three point play for Cleveland, uh, you know, being active at the rim. Um, much is definitely like watching two completely different teams Tuesday night. And then last night, but again, glad they got it on and Miami's a really good team. They just upset number two Duke. Um, that'll yeah. be a re- really tough test on Tuesday. I was, uh, I hate to say this, but I guess when you're pulling again, when you're, when you've got two rivals you know, you got to cheer for, for one of them. But, uh, yeah, I was pulling pretty hard for Miami. I I'd rather, I'd rather face a team coming off of a, a really big win like that than uh, a team that just couldn't get over the hump and is even more motivated. Not that I expect Miami to have any kind of a letdown or anything like that against Florida state. I think they'll get up for us, but uh, you know, Miami's 13 and three, they're five and oh in the conference. Um, They're, they're a good team. I expect them to be ranked when, when they come in next week. Um, They do have a loss to uh, you, you know, they've been, they've been good. Uh, but you know, they've got a pretty bad blowout loss to Alabama, got a 16 point loss to Dayton. They lost to UCF earlier in the year. They don't, I don't know that they have a really, really impressive win outside of that Duke win. They also beat Syracuse by a point, but they took Wake to, to, to town. They, they score a lot of points. They scored 92 on Wake and Wake obviously beat the heck out of us. So, um, ESPN, I mean, I know we hate it for football, but we'll talk about it here. ESPN has this is about a 74% chance to win that game. There's no line just yet. Yeah. Um, but the TLC double C is going to be rocking. And I wish that game wasn't on a Tuesday night because that's probably the, I'm, I'm going up for the Virginia Tech one later this month. This is probably the one I'd go up to if it wasn't a Tuesday night yeah, after it, the national championship yeah. on Monday. It'll, it'll be a really interesting matchup because Miami, they play small. They play a lot of guards and they don't care if, if they're giving up, you know, four or five, six inches, uh, you know, uh, on the positions three through five. So it's Florida State, obviously, multiple seven-footers that play. Um, just a bigger team in general, as, as Leonard Hamilton's teams always are. So it, it's going to be interesting because Miami, they're going to play a bunch of guards. They're going to try and run the court uh, up-tempo the entire time. It, it should be a good game. Two, you know, differing styles of play, but it, what should be a really good game. So looking forward to that one. Yeah, no, super excited. Um for that game on Tuesday night, I think it's going to be a ton of fun, man. This, this week starts a fun bunch of sports. Obviously the national championship tomorrow night. We'll talk about our thoughts on that in just a minute. Um, Tuesday night against Miami and then the playoffs start this weekend, man, NFL playoffs yeah. coming up and uh, always a wild card weekend. Always something wild happens in that. So excited for uh, excited for the games, man. I, I have not really enjoyed, I've enjoyed it because it's football, not love bowl season this year. The playoffs are a different story, man. Like the playoffs yeah. when, when we, you know, because they are truly the best of the best and you don't get a ton of blowouts. You you get pretty competitive games. And so excited for uh, – excited. You know, it, there'll be what, four or five wild – no, six now. It's a bunch more. Yeah. There's six wild card games. It'd be one blowout, right? It'd be five good games yeah. and, and a blowout, you know. And that'll probably be like whoever gets that sixth seed in the uh, – or the seventh AFC. seed in the uh, in the NFC. The AFC. Right? Oh, I was going to say the seventh seed in the NFC. Yeah. Well, I guess that could be the Saints, though, and like they beat the Bucks. So who Jeez. knows? But like, yeah, um, that, that's still like the yeah. worst game. Ever. Well, I'm um, excited. I've I've only been to one NFL playoff game in my life. 
Uh, and that was actually Dan Marino's last game when the Jacksonville scored like 62 on Miami. And it was pretty oh, unfortunate because I was a big Marino yeah. fan. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to go to next week's game. Um, I'm hoping it's a Saturday game, but whether it's Saturday or Sunday, I'll be there. The Bucks have not hosted a playoff game in like 14 years outside of the Super Bowl, which doesn't really count. Uh, so exciting times in Tampa Bay. Um, I think we'll handle uh, Carolina pretty easily today. And uh, I'll be heading down there uh, to your neck of the woods next Saturday or Sunday. Awesome. Well, you could stop by for celebration drinks afterwards. Is there a game time? Oh, it depends on what seed we are. Um, yeah. So we need so. the Rams to lose to the Niners and the Bucks have to win to get the two seed. Otherwise, we're looking at the three seed. And do we know when that three seed game is or is none of that? I'm not sure. Yet? I know we're either going to play Saturday at like four o'clock or Sunday at like 640, I think are the two options. Gotcha. Cool. Um, excited for that. Okay. Um, little news and notes around FSU. Obviously, we talked about um, FSU men's basketball. FSU women's hoops is up right now, 44 to 28 uh, at the half. If you click over to uh, 96.5 FM, if you're in Tallahassee on your way to get your gut box, I'm sure, if you click over to 96.5 right now, you have to go back and come back and watch the replay of our the rest of our show later. We're wrapping up in a minute. Uh, you can hear FSU's new AD, Seminole, uh, Michael Alford, um, on an interview there at halftime of the women's game. Saw him at the uh, men's game last night as well. But FSU women up by 16 against Wake Forest. So getting a little uh, payback from our, yeah. our men's game against Wake. Um, and then some other news and notes quickly. Uh, Walt, uh, we, we, we gave him a oh, – sorry, Jones. Uh, we gave him a quick shout out earlier, but uh, shout out Shade Tree, going to be inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame, yeah. uh, two time All American, uh, Buckus Award winner, um, best linebacker to ever play at FSU. I know that Brooks had the better NFL career, but Shade Tree is is the GOAT. And so um, he finished in- fourth in the Heisman voting as yeah. a linebacker. <laughs> that is That tells Just- you all you need to know. Absurd. And I know that, you know, we're younger, but like younger guys, like, you know, oh, Brooks, NFL MVP and Super Bowl and everything. Like, Shade Tree was that guy. So yeah. uh, 11 years in the NFL, going into the College Football Hall of Fame. And then Jalen Howell uh, repeated as the Mac Herman Trophy winner, yeah. essentially the Heisman um, yeah. of college uh, of college soccer. Um, have you ever – how many times is a Heisman Trophy winner go, like repeated? Twice, right? Uh, or just once? Was it Archie? Once, once, yeah, Archie. In yeah. the second year he won it, he had like six touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. No so, um, yeah, shout out for Jalen. Uh, I believe we may have an interview with her lined up soon. So um, I'll take a two-time defending Mac Harmon Trophy winner and uh, national yeah. champion. That soccer team does not get talked about enough. Um, and they get no. talked about plenty. But that soccer team does not get talked about enough for how dominant and great they were this year. So um, shout out to both Marvin Jones and Jalen Howell. Um, can't can't forget a friend of the show, John Pack, as well. Last night was presented with his Haskins Award, for which again oh, is essentially the Heisman. Nice. Saw that, yeah, uh, yeah. He's a you know he came on here, told us he's a big basketball fan, so that was really cool to see him and Trey Jones, uh, and the AD Alfer to get taking those pictures in the midcourt. Love to see guys like that who exceed, but also just represent the university the right way. Uh, get some shine in a men's basketball game like that. So that had to be cool for John. Um. I'm going to go through these real quick and I'm going to steal his shine if you're listening, but go to doublefriesnoslaw.com and check out our like weekly recap. It's called Seminole Sunday Sauce. 
a little play on words there, but he's got broken out like all of uh, FSU athletics, like what they've got coming up this week, what they, what happened with them last week, what's going on. So just quickly looking down the, uh, the list, you know, Richie mentioned FSU basketball has uh, men's basketball, Miami Tuesday at Syracuse on Saturday. Look for a little payback in that game. Uh, women's basketball has wake today and then Georgia tech Thursday men's tennis against North Florida on Friday, women's tennis, the USD invitational on Friday track and field has the Clemson invite Friday and Saturday swimming and diving is upcoming at LSU this week. And so really, really good way to, uh, see what all's going on in FSU athletic world. Um, go check out the Seminole sauce. Thanks to my guy, Mike Ferguson. Um, double fries, no slot.com is where all of that is housed. And then we'll finish off with this, Richie. I don't know if you have anything else FSU related, but we'll finish off with the fact that tomorrow night is the national championship. Uh, college football comes to an end. Um, a bowl season that we didn't think was amazing. I thought that UCF UF game was amazing, but a bowl season that we didn't think was amazing by any means. I also thought the Liberty game was great, but again, I'm just being biased on those two. But a game that I expect to be absolutely fantastic tomorrow night. Georgia plays Bama. Georgia comes in as a two and a half point favorite, even after taking a 17 point loss to Bama in Atlanta for the SEC championship. Richie, what are your thoughts on tomorrow night? Roll Tide. Um, yeah, man, I, I'm again, my, my wife's a huge Alabama fan and I just, and I get people are, they're tired of Saban and Alabama winning it, but I have a few Georgia friends and I love getting off some 1980 jokes on them. And that completely goes away if Georgia wins this, right. Um, I feel like Atlanta sports fans, I, you know, if you're an Atlanta fan, uh, you've, you've had a lot of tough losses uh, to look at no further than this game a few years back when, uh, Tua comes in and, and wins it at the in overtime, but I, I do think it'll be a great game. I do think Georgia's probably the better team, TJ. Um, I'm probably gonna bet Georgia to cover the two and a half, um, but I will be pulling for Bama just because, again, if Bama wins another one, who cares? Georgia, you know, they, they haven't won one since 1980, so that's just one other team that you can say you have a more recent national title over. Uh, I think the game's gonna be really good. I did get a get a laugh. Um, Barrett Salehi from uh, CBS uh, tweeted out that there were Georgia fans barking at the baggage claim in Indianapolis, yeah. which I think is pretty hilarious. But hey, you guys enjoy yourself because it's, you know, but going to California for that national title is one of the best trips I've ever done. And so if you want to go bark at a baggage claim, go for it. But yeah, I think Georgia wins, but I'll be pulling for Bama. What, what's your thoughts on that? I think Georgia wins as well. Um, Actually, I've gone back and forth on this. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I've picked, you know, it's hard to pick against Saban. Um, but I, I I don't know. I, I mean, I'm the one that put, the, yeah. you know, I'm the one that want to talk about this. But I, 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 I agree with you. I think Georgia is the better team. Um, I thought Georgia was a better team for 12 weeks of the year. And then Alabama was better than for one week. I thought Georgia was more impressive all year. I thought Alabama struggled with Auburn. You know, Georgia – handled them i thought alabama struggled with florida georgia handled them and uh alabama lost struggled with lsu yeah struggled with lsu lost to a&m you know and, and georgia didn't play those two teams um but i thought georgia was the better team all year i thought georgia played um alabama well enough but uh had some crucial crucial errors and mistakes um in the third quarter um, 
two times stopped inside of the red zone on fourth down um, and then a pick six that came on three consecutive drives. And so, um, you know, the pick six and then those two drives in the red zone when they got stopped on fourth down, had they just kicked those field goals, right? We don't even say they convert on fourth down, but they kick two field goals and get that pick six taken away, which I know you can't do, but you turn a 17 point loss into a four point loss. I thought they played Alabama closer than that 17 point game was now I never thought Alabama was not in control, right? I I, yeah. I think Alabama deserved to, to win the game. I also think that Alabama made the plays when they need to make the plays. But I thought Georgia kind of gave that away with um with you know some of those fourth down attempts, the pick six. I think this game will be closer. I think Georgia's the better team. Alabama has the better coach and the better quarterback though. So mm-hmm. I but I think it's gonna be a great game. I'm so excited. Yeah. We're we're making wing we always do wings. Um Man, I'm jacked yeah. for the game. L- little disappointing that you know Mechie won't be there to play because obviously he was having himself a big game against Georgia yeah, uh, in round one. Yeah. So I, I think not having him it really hurts Alabama. But like you said, I think Stetson Bennett's going to decide this game. If he he doesn't have to be a hero, right? If Bryce Young is probably going to have the better stat line, but if Stetson Bennett just protects the ball, like you mentioned, if if Georgia doesn't turn the ball over, I, I think they win it by about seven or so. Uh, but again, they turned the ball over a lot last time, but yeah, it's, it's going to be a great game. Um, I've got the new projection screen, 84 inches out in the back Let's patio. Go. So I'll, I'll probably be watching it out there tomorrow night. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. It's, it's going to be a, a fun game for sure. Yeah. I, uh, I was talking with Allie and I, I think I may watch it outside of the three TVs because they always do the different, um, you know how they, they do like yeah. the coaches on one broadcast, the Auburn broadcast on one, this, you know, the, or not Thinking about all twenty-two, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, all of that stuff. The the alternate angle, so like I want to watch it from three different perspectives, and then yeah. I can like mute the broadcast and listen to what the coach. The coaches are Jimbo and them. I know that's going to trigger some folks on here, but the coaches is just Texas A and M staff. Like that's going to nice. be fantastic to hear yeah. them talking about that. So yeah. like to mute the, I mean, I like Herb Street and Fowler. Don't get me wrong. Like to mute that and, um, or it's Herb Street and Davis now. It's not. Is it still Chris Fowler? It's not still Chris Fowler, is it? Not sure. I don't know, whatever. I like Herbie. Herbie to mute them at times, you know, and then listen to Jimbo just to kind of get their perspective on big plays or big situations or whatever. Uh, It's going to be fantastic. So no, I'm, I'm super excited about it. Um, It's a national championship. Give me i I'm going back and forth on, on peak to pit. I did. uh, I took, um, I took Alabama. Give me Georgia in this one. I got Georgia winning this and, and I'm cheering for Georgia as well. Mostly just because of the, uh, you know, because of, uh, whatever you call it, like uh, Gator fans. Like I, I want Gator fans to be upset that they're yeah, biggest Yeah, that's rival. true too. So that's kind of a good – they think they're coming back with, you know, Hillbilly Willie. So give me UGA <laughs> to win this one. Um, hey, if you hung around and listened to the entire episode, shout out to you. I don't know how many people are still listening live. A few on Facebook it looks like. Oh, several on Twitter. So that's cool. Thank you for hanging out and listening. Um, there will be some NIL news dropping um, – this week, just a little inside info for those that hung around and uh, and stayed uh, stayed through the end, or if you listen all the way through the podcast. So if you listen to the full hour, you get rewarded. Um, tune in to the uh, tune into the spaces that Josh and I have every week. That's my shout out is for uh, the FSU spaces that we do around lunchtime every day, Monday through Friday. We got some news coming this week and, and there'll be some some NIL stuff released there. So Richie, you got any shout outs before we get out of here? Yeah, not this week, man. Just uh go bucks today and, and next week.
Let's get it. Um, thank you guys for hanging out. We will see you guys next week. Go Knowles.